And we gotta we gotta hurry through this intro, Corey, because I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm really, hungry too. Really, really um, hungry. I don't know what happened to me today. I can tell you it's what happened to me. I didn't really, eat lunch. Really want food. <laughs> um, yeah, we we need to hurry. I'm Corey. Who are you? I'm Rachel. This is Side Talks. What's up, Ding Dongs? Um, this is the food podcast. I wish it kind of were actually. You know, we should just eat sandwiches on mic. I think everybody would like that. Oh, that would be oh. We'd have a lot of listeners because it's that yeah. ASMR. Is that what, how you say it? Yeah. The, all um, that stuff. People who like mouth sounds because mouth the, sounds like do it for them. I don't the, know. Like, what the, is that? The hairbrush eating shit. God. We're laughing. <laughs> you know eating. what? We're laughing, but but those people who make those things are laughing on their way to the bank. Yeah. They're they're um, rolling in a mattress of $20 bills. I don't know. I told you that the way to do it is you whisper like this. I'm not going to participate in you this. Have to. I don't if want to. You want to make I I will eat a hairbrush. <laughs> if it comes to, if it comes to it, I will Ooh, do that. It's so I can't stomach it. Let's talk about movies. All right. Roll your mouse over the biscuit maker. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Man, that's weird. Man, that's weird. All right. It's been a minute. It has. So you're Have bringing it. some weird facts about yes. a cinema related topic. And I'd also like to ask everybody really quickly if they could bring me just a little bit of grace today, because I'm going to be doing a little bit of of reading my notes or really, I shouldn't say reading. I'm going to be referring to my notes. That's right. Man, I'm tired and I'm hungry. Have I not cleared that up yet? (laughs) So let's see how much I screw this up, which will be fun for y'all probably. When I start fucking things up, it'll be fun for you. So I recently watched Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, Great movie. Yeah. It gets a little tedious. Corey. No, it does not. It gets- <laughs> no, it fucking does not. What is happening now? No, no, no. We're not doing that. But continue. Uh, we're, I, we're not going to talk shit about Raiders of the Lost Ark. Listen, someday I'm, I don't even mean it, but I would fight this just because I want, look how riled up he's getting. It's hard to resist. Look well, how riled but, up he's getting. I, I didn't say something remarkably okay. inflammatory and just expect that to just lay there so you know well let's okay. let's see that right. i'm gonna right. i'm gonna throw right. a couple I'm... of odd you know what man this weird is like i'm gonna throw a couple of odd connections and kind of strange interesting facts about the film at you and you okay. can tell me what you already knew and what you didn't okay sound good sounds good because i do feel like i'm probably talking to people who have only a casual interest in indiana jones this is one of those ones where we have some fanatics and people probably know every little detail about you know the belt that harrison ford wore or whatever but let me tell you a couple of things that i found interesting because i'm a i am a casual viewer of this film okay during the well of souls scene Mm -hmm. did you know this Mm -hmm. if you freeze frame at a certain point there's a little golden pillar with a tiny engraving on it and that tiny engraving Yes, it's R2-D2 and C-3PO. Look, you already knew that. Yeah, They're also on the wall behind Indy when they first approach the Ark. Yep. So, wow. See how I'm not impressing anybody right now? I've seen this movie uh, once or twice. Let's keep going. Okay. Urban urban legend. I don't know if you could call it that. We'll call it that. Urban legend is that Harrison Ford's performance in Raiders of the Lost Ark put him in the lead for Blade Runner. The, the 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 filmmakers and casting directors behind Blade Runner actually saw some early footage. So they weren't sold by Han Solo, and they were like, mm, eh. "No, apparently not. That's, apparently, it was the Indiana Jones thing like, that did oh, it." Fine, they, because, well, yeah, he's because, a giant movie star. Because guess who was in the lead? Which I think this is so. For Blade Runner? In, Yes, this is so. Cr- this is the part that is really weird to oh, me. Oh, was it like how oh, uh, Dustin Hoffman? I don't yes. know. Yes. Yeah, you got it. I, I think. Can I knew you imagine that. Dustin Hoffman no. in that? No, no, no. Doesn't no. that seem weird? It seems so impossible. I'm not even giving that much credit to Harrison Ford because, yeah, I mean, of course Harrison Ford looks better, but so would have like ro- like soap on a rope. 
I mean, I just can't even <laughs> see Dustin Hoffman doing that. Okay, so here's another one. Costume designer Deborah uh, Nut Nattleman. Is that how you say it? Do you I know? don't know. Well, you're an Indiana Jones head. You should know I this. I don't know. All right, I'll back up and say it again. Costume designer Deborah N- Nattleman. Okay. I'm trying. I'm trying. Based Indy's outfit on, not just his outfit, but the flying jacket, the fedora, all of it. Yep. On, uh, on Chip from Chip and Dale? No, but that's a great guess and a great, cute little reference. Uh, Charlton Heston's character in the 1954 film Secret of the Incas. Oh, I did, did you know that? No, I did not know well, that. There you actually. go. There and you nor go. have I seen Secret of the Incas. Well, do you know where the character name, what the character name Indiana Jones is a riff of? Um, probably. Uh, no, I don't. Is it Marcia Lucas? Is that Mar- right? Marcia. Marcia. Yeah. It's a yeah. Marcia. So it comes from the name of Marcia Lucas. I think that's yeah. George's ex-wife. X, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. The editor of Star Wars. Who, yeah, let's, um, let's say a, a filmmaker in her own right, yes, if you she, will. Yes. So Marsha Lu- uh, Lucas's dog, which itself was a play on Steve McQueen, McQueen's character's name in the film Nevada Smith, but Nevada Smith. Oh. So get it? Nevada Smith, Indiana Jones. Yeah, okay. So it's a play on no, that. That's a 1966 that film. Cool. So that's where they, they were riffing. They were riffing there. Sure. And then Indy being drug, you know this. Indy being drug in and out of the truck and under yeah, yeah, the truck yeah. and back out again, which is one of the most badass, amazing it is sequences in, in incredibly badass. And by the way, they had tried to do that stunt in other films and failed, but it is a tribute to the famous stunt and, of course, John Ford's stagecoach, of course, from 1939. Yeah. So that's another fun connection there. Oh. I just got a couple more for you, really quickly. Uh-huh. Steven Spielberg originally, I this one I like a lot. Mm-hmm. He originally wanted Danny DeVito to play. Do you know? Um, Sala. That's right. Yeah. He originally wanted Danny DeVito to play Sala. DeVito was on board to do it, wanted to do it, which would be an, int- I think that would be a really interesting, yeah. it kind of makes sense to me in but, some ways. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I mean, I was just going to say, like, he, he kind of makes up for it by playing a similar role in Romancing the Ding, Stone. That's what I'm getting yeah. at. Which, well, first of all, he couldn't do Indiana Jones, even though he wanted to, because he was under contract for the show tax. Yeah, of course. So it was a bummer for him. But of course, he did do Romancing the Stone, 1984, yeah. which is a, a riff on Raiders, yeah, right? It's yeah. a, it's a, it's derivative, but it's also a tribute. So mm-hmm. it's a little homage, if you will. And uh, it makes sense there, doesn't it? But yeah. I mean, he would have been cute in this as well, I think. And then finally, I feel like this is my favorite, and this is going to be obvious why, But you and you may already know this too, but the, that Well of Souls sequence. Yeah. And by the way, there's a lot of really fun information out there about the snakes and how the snakes were really, a lot of them were just lizards without legs, right. some of them, all this kind of stuff. The snake stuff is fun. Um, but the Well of Souls sequence was filmed on the same exact soundstage. You know this, don't you? I don't know. Okay. Well, you're never going to guess. Okay. Same exact soundstage as had previously been used for the Overlook Hotel. Oh, get the and fuck the out of here. Really? That's Isn't crazy. Isn't that wild? And probably shortly after, because Raiders comes out in 81 and, and The Shining came out in 80. So, right. I wonder if so Kubrick's still like, vibe, man. They're, they're loaded, they're, you know, loading up the, the Overlook set and they're, you know, sweeping up all the snow and, and then uh, we got to get the snakes in here. Bring yeah. the, the C-3PO column. Bring those lizards with no legs. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I mean, it was, uh, I, I, this is a good vibe there. Good yeah. vibe from one to the other. Hell yeah. Anyway, that's what I got for you. I feel pretty good about it because you are a big fan. You big did fan. know some important things. You knew some, but I had some here that you didn't even know. That's true. I, you know, I've never seen the Steve McQueen movie that you mentioned either. And in fact, I'm not even sure I knew it existed and knew that that was the origin of the name. So, uh, 
Mm, I don't know. I don't know if I'm in a hurry to check it out, no, but, but it's good to know. I also like Romancing the Stone, even though it is in some ways it's a poor man's Raiders starring the great American bird, Michael Douglas, who gets a lot of airtime on this podcast, by the way. Yeah, but you know he's. It's one of the ones that he made with Kathleen Turner, and they're great together. She's 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 the best. War yeah. of the Roses being my favorite. God, that movie Such is a so great fucking funny. So, I can't handle it. So good. Yeah, it's and so I good. also just love watching Michael Douglas get the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, and and she does a pretty pretty good job when he's in that sauna and and gets and then the neck cut to him drinking Gatorade. As a little kid, that was like one of the funniest moments for me. It was like one of the first power editing moments that I really just dug into. Uh, Directed by Danny DeVito, they're romancing the Stone co-star. Right, you know, and did a great job. That it is that thing is actually pretty pitch dark. It's really fucking dark. It's so funny. Really, really, it doesn't. And the thing is, I think that was also one of the first films we've gone down the road now of, of, (laughs) of, of of War of the Roses. But it's a great road to go down. But it was one of the first films that. I saw it very young. Yeah. And it was when it was like a really popular new rental on the on the shelf at the video store, but also uh-huh. I think on a, it had heavy rotation on HBO. But it was one of the first films that didn't kind of wrap up and end in the in the way that every other film I'd ever seen did. It and certainly I, does and, not. And I, and I loved that about it. Yeah. So it was, for me was really, really kind of eyebrow raised at what film could do and that we could kind of you know, it's like that moment where you're like, wait, I can get presents outside of Christmas Day, too. It's that kind of feeling <laughs> of, of surprise and awe in a film that was makes it really special. I agree. Yeah. Good movie. Raiders, good movie. Anyway, we talked about a bunch of good movies. Yeah. And that was a lot of connectivity there. So there you go. And now a look at what we're watching this week. So we are closing out our little mini series of Sidewalk Film Festival recommendations. We're each spotlighting two movies per episode uh, from the lineup that we want to tell you about. Now, we love these movies. We love so many of the movies in the lineup, um, which you can find, of course, at SidewalkFest.com. And if you've missed the previous two episodes, check out our recommendations on those as well. Well, so Rachel, do you want to kick us off here? With I'd love your to because my first? two recs are really going to be ones that are representative of films that, that are rep screenings, yes. right? That things we've screened before, but that are going to be special. They're going to be special in the lineup. One, because part of our series this year is 25 years of sidewalk. That's right. We've actually been playing films that are representative of that lineup at the cinema um, for the last couple of months, and we will continue th- uh, to do so through the end of December. Yeah. So if you can't catch us at the festival, you can catch some of these films at the cinema as well but they 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 are me and you Corey, and charlie getting together and kind of saying these feel like the 25 most important innovative interesting provocative films that we've ever screened at the sidewalk film festival and we want to highlight them in our 25th year and the human centipede and that is definitely one of the films that i think is fits the bill so shut the hell up up all right Go be the end piece of the centipede, bitch. Oh, that's mean. <sighs> Whatever, kittens. Um, listen, listen. Speaking of not kind. Right? I think I know where you're going with this one. That We have a film as part of the 25 Years of Sidewalk lineup called Compliance. That's right. And it is not a kind film. No, but it you is know not. what? It is actually based on something that happened in the world, and that is a hard thing to wrap our heads around because mm, – it is it's tough to believe but it, it indeed did and so and and the dialogue is taken directly from some of the transcripts from <sighs> yeah, the unfortunate man. incidents that this film represents Ooh. 
part of why it's it's in the lineup is because it was incredibly it's an incredibly successful film that is caused people to get up and leave in the middle of the screening. Yes, it did. I think it, I think it also represents what uh, you know a, a film festival in Birmingham, Alabama, does not shy away from controversial or provocative films. And uh, I thought it was really really important and and made me think about. So many things about human nature yeah. that I am uncomfortable thinking about, but I think that's the power film. I think it's an even more important film today than I it was too. when it was made because of all this Donald Trump business, if you I ask me. Too. But uh, you'll want to check it out and see it for yourself. Part of the reason why I highlight it is because of all those things we just talked about, yeah. but also because the director, Craig Zobel, will be here for the screening. That is a really, really impressive and import- important point. And when else are you going to have the opportunity to stick around and hear from Craig about this really, really, again, provocative and interesting film? If so. you don't recognize the name Craig Zobel, you have seen his work, if not in film, on television of late. Because he is the director of the entirety of the recent HBO limited series, Mayor of Easttown, with Kate, Kate Winslet, which is also fucking awesome. Yeah, he's so, been doing a lot of episodic He's been lately. killing it on, on television and in film, and Compliance is an excellent movie. Now, I was at that sidewalk screening. Were you a walker outer then? No. no. I, this was pre, you know, this was pre me on the sidewalk staff. I think I was there as a, as a journalist. Um, I don't remember if that was, I think it was like 2010, 2011, it's been a minute now, yeah. something like that. Uh, so I was probably there covering it for the Tuscaloosa News. And I just wanted to see the movie because I liked Craig's previous movie, Great World of Sound. Right. A Which lot. also screened as yeah, well. I, I think that movie's fantastic as well. Um, so I wanted to see this, and it was maybe the closest I've ever come to having a panic attack in a cinema. Yeah. That's not necessarily a ringing endorsement, but not only is the movie intense, there was like a pretty steady stream of people angrily walking out of the and movie. And screaming things and saying things. And I, I think I've gotten more nasty, upset emails and approaches of, over this film than anything else, including Dogtooth. Well, that's nuts because, look, I mean, it's, it, ain't, it ain't a super pleasant watch. It's not designed to be, but you can't look at it and say that it's not honest because – it happened. It happened. Unlike Dogtooth, which is just incredibly imaginary and and yeah. the work of a of pure fiction and narrative. Well, I can't say pure because you well, know, you there's got to be roots in everything, right? Right. But it is narrative. It it is, it is scripted, and uh, not that this isn't scripted, but it is pulled directly from again transcripts from actual incidents. Yeah. So it is. It's something else it really is worth seeing for sure just steal yourself for it but this is a special screening because of course the director is going to be there you'll want to check it out if you have seen it if you haven't seen it this is going to be i think a hot ticket yeah for sure and so what's your first rec of this episode i'm going to focus on um two movies from our friends at a24 um we're always so excited to show uh what they have to offer at uh our cinema at at our festival um, and these two are kind of under the radar, right? Like we, we've talked about You Hurt My Feelings in a previous episode. We've talked about the film Past Lives, which is also in the Sidewalk lineup. You've probably, if you've listened to this podcast, heard about those. Um, but I'm going to focus on – the first one I'm going to focus on is kind of an under the radar summer release called Earth Mama, uh, which is part of the Black Lens lineup um, that I really, really love. It's a feature debut from a filmmaker named Savannah Leaf. She is a former Olympic athlete who – um, 
has has directed this beautiful movie um, about I think a Bay Area uh, mother, a, a pregnant young woman um, who has two older children who are in the foster care system. And it sort of unsparingly, but beautifully sort of shows her try to get her act together uh, and then contemplate as well the future of her unborn child uh, along the way and and what might be best uh, for that child um, if she can't pull herself out of her um, rather forlorn circumstances. Um, that sounds like a lot of movies that you've probably seen before. I think what distinguishes Earth Mama is is the sort of clarity of its vision. Um, it's a new voice. It's a it's I think a fresh voice um, telling the story. That um, you know, let, let's be real. I mean, we're not getting a ton of of high profile movies sort of spotlighting. Um, the struggling poor in this country, um, which is such a an unfortunate uh, percentage, let's say, mm-hmm. of of our of our friends and neighbors. So, um, Earth Mama, um, you know, again, like Compliance, not necessarily a a joyful watch, but um, it is, I think, well worth the journey and and worth seeing if you are interested in new emerging filmmaking voices. Yeah. Well, opposite end of the spectrum here. Uh-huh. I'm going to make a recommendation for yet another rep screening, as I mentioned I was going to do in this, this episode. One, this one's very, very special. Very, very special. And it is a double feature that we have for you. Back to back, we're going to do Troll 2 and The Room. That's right. Two of the most notorious bad movies ever made. I mean, just absolutely terrible. It's it's three and a half hours of just absolute terrible shit. And But here's the important part. Well, it's in the Alabama theater. Yeah. Which you've never fucking seen the room in the Alabama theater. I yeah. can guarantee that. You might that. have seen Troll 2 because I've programmed it there before. Right. <laughs> but you have not seen the room in the Alabama theater. It's going to be so much fun. And, and guess what? For the first time ever, this is a historical moment. As George Hardy has underlined in many emails to me, this is a historical moment. Star, tr- the dad from tr- uh, Troll 2, right? Dr. George Hardy. Dr. George Hardy and Greg Sestero from the room. Greg, uh, he plays Mark himself. Are going to be in attendance and there to answer your questions and, you know, piss on hospitality for you (laughs) right there at the Alabama Theater. Throw footballs, hurl spoons in the air, you know. Uh, And uh, my favorite quote about George Hardy is he is a poor man's Craig T. Nelson. Oh, George loves that. By the way, he loves that. There's not. There's no awe about it. George loves it. It's very true. Um, anyway, I think it's going to be so so much fun with these with these two uh, really really amazing human beings they're, together they're in the room. So they're so nice. much fun. They're, they're such so nice guys, and they really embrace the badness of it all. Yeah. And gotta love them. Gotta love them for it. So I, that's highly recommended. I think it's just going to be such a fun evening. Really, absolutely. That's uh, that's Saturday night at the Alabama Theater, right? So you'll you'll yeah. you can check that out. You can sit through that double feature, or even just you know half of it, depending on what you feel you like. Can come and go. Nobody's going to be mad about that. And um, of course, that is roughly around the same time as our Saturday night party this year, which is at Haven, um, the sort of Vegas-themed What Happens at Sidewalk Saturday night party. So check out one or both of those double feature uh, films and then 
Head Join to the party. the party. And that's the other thing I'll say. Part of the reason we put it where we put it is because it will be a fun film to spill out Absolutely. of and go to a party. It's not going to be like, you know, watching something really heavy and dark and then going. So you can do that. And then if you want to know more, Best Worst Movie, part of our 25 years of uh, sidewalk lineup, plays on Sunday. And George will be present for that, too. Yeah. So if you want to see a lot about the the making of Troll 2 and the legacy of Troll 2, that's a really fun one to take a look at. And also, in a lot of ways, kind of really moving, I think. I remember being really touched by that film, by the it's documentary. It's Sweet movie. It's a really sweet movie <laughs> in some ways and a, a bit of a love letter to Alabama yeah. as well. So highly recommended to to do both of those things and make that connection between the two if you can. And of course, you'll see Georgia both. 100%. Well, the second and final recommendation from our friends at A24 is the movie Medusa Deluxe, which is a real trip of, of, a, of a kind of spacey murder mystery with some quirky humor and uh, some really dazzling filmmaking technique. Um, it's a movie that's kind of uh, constructed to resemble a single shot. And this camera sort of weaves through backstage at a hairdressing competition. Well, what has happened uh, as the film begins is one of the prominent hairdressers on hand to compete has been killed in fact, scalped, which is horrifying. Ooh. Now we don't, we don't, you know, we don't see that. Um, we spend most of our time with this cast of suspects who seem to each have their reasons for resenting the deceased, um, and um, most of whom would rather not be dealing with all of the trouble and just want to uh, design these dazzling hairstyles. Um, it's uh, this sort of, um, in a way campy kind of joyous just a blast uh, of of energy uh, of a murder mystery that um i highly recommend cool yeah i think these are all really great wrecks and so many other movies that we have not even remotely talked about that you can see again at sidewalkfest.com we've also got a running series of blog entries uh under the news section on that website um in which Many other members of the programming staff, including T. Marie King, our Black Lens programmer and our lead shorts programmer, uh, go into more detail about some of the selections that um, we want you to consider as you build your own personal um, schedule. So, Yeah, if you would rather hear from Charlie Sanders, and some people would, he's <laughs> yep. got some wrecks there too, if, you, if you're a Charlie head. All, all the Charlie heads out there. <laughs> Uh, we got to give them a different because because we got Corey heads and kittens. We need a Charlie. We, we'll, I'll talk with Charlie about. We got to figure that out. Um, so anyway, uh, all you Corey heads and kittens out I there. I heard that Taylor Swift was giving up Swifty. Charlie can have that. Just have <laughs> yeah, to just, take that. But pick just, it out of the garbage. I'm dust it off a little bit. It's still you good. You know Taylor. Mama Tay's never going to give up Swifty. Don't even. Don't even. Um, even though, can I plug something else really quick? Uh, yep. We're doing Cat Video Fest at the Sidewalk Cinema. Uh -huh. If you can't wait and can't wait to get and see Sidewalk stuff, we are doing a, you know, or if you'd love to be on TikTok and you're not going to the festival at all because you'd rather look at your damn phone. Wow. We got something for you. It is a little micro fest, if you will, of cat videos all edited together to the tune of about 74 minutes. Jesus. And you can come see it, Cat Video Fest. And on the 20th of August, uh -huh. we have Cat Video Fest, Taylor's version. That's right. Taylor Swift is taking over via Rachel Morgan, the sidewalk cinema, and <laughs> you can come see Meredith and Benjamin Button and Olivia. Those are Taylor Swift's cats. Um, not, I, not in actual real life because they are way more famous than we could possibly handle. Okay. 
but you can see them on the screen. I saw the list of names and I was like, what the fuck does Benjamin Button have to do with Taylor Swift? Because I was thinking about the David Fincher movie. Am I right, folks? The David Fincher movie? But well, I guess she named Taylor the cat after Taylor might have been thinking them. about that too because, yeah. you know, yeah. they are all media names. The Olivia and Meredith are named oh, after Grey's Anatomy. No, it's like a, I think it's well, like Meredith one is, of those CSIs, right? Or what? Something. Oh, Olivia is, is fucking Law and Order. Law and Order. That's what it is. But SV Olivia Benson. Is, but who's Meredith? Is that oh, not Meredith maybe Gray I'm, of maybe, I'm, maybe I'm wrong. I'll have to look into that. I'll call up Taylor. I thought they were Matt. all SVU, SVI, CSIs references, but I could be wrong. But um, yeah, I'll text Taylor after and we'll get back to you. Yeah. We'll have to do a retraction that's on right. Taylor's. I would love nothing more than to do a retraction on Taylor's cats. So we'll do it. Anyway, um, that was a cinema wreck, but the rest were fast. See you there. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Side Talks podcast. For your own personal cinematic media play and West Coast video. Wow. It's been a minute, right? It has been a minute. We could have done Suncoast video or we could have done Turtles. What was your place of choice? Was there a media play in Birmingham? No, not that I recall. I, there was definitely a Suncoast yeah. because I at frequented the, mall, right? the Suncoast at the Galleria. And, um, oh, there, there was something that tr- transformed into FYE out at Lakeshore, but I don't remember what it was in originally called. Gotcha. Um, I don't either. I do remember that though. And that hasn't been that terribly long ago. When I was, I was in Savannah, Georgia and we did have a media play and it's really nostalgic for me because I can clearly remember, I don't know if you've been in a Best Buy in the last few years. I have. You go in and there's not a lot of buzz or hubbub. I mean, you're kind of, there are people there, don't get me wrong, but it's a little bit of, it can be a little bit of a ghost town. It's certainly not an exciting spot to be in, I wouldn't say, as far as, you know, oh, poor retail, capitalism is failing. Anyway, my point is, is that I can remember them having sort of big events at Media Play. Like if an album came out, they'd have a, you know, a big to do about it and it always felt like walking to media play was like walking into Six Flags it was like a ton of people a lot of energy loud music and boy the times have changed haven't they well yeah when I go to Best Buy to get a 4K UHD Blu-ray of say Avatar The Way of Water or the Super Mm, Mario Brothers movie um, nobody gives a fuck right just me and a bunch of other dead-eyed looking late 30s dudes who look exactly like me and I mean, I think one of our Best Buys is closed now too, isn't it? Like the the one on on two eighty. Yeah, I think, it, it moved further, further down to it. Down two eighty to a place that nobody will dare. Go. It's like Mordor. <laughs> I'm not going all the way out that far on two eighty unless I have to deliver the Ring of Power to Mount Doom, so it could be unmade. Am I right, folks? Mm, Lord yeah, of the Rings. I hate to say it, you're Any, right. Anybody? You nerd. Anybody? But anyway, that's that's our outro, and our outro is a is a very sad little. Um, sort of swan song to capitalism and uh and you know the big box retailers that had it coming because they just squashed all the little box retailers uh that's true yeah but now we just have one really really big one and it's called amazon for a reason yep well thank you to boutwell studios for putting this show together. Thank you, Brian. You are welcome. And why don't you go participate in capitalism by visiting sidewalkfest.com. By the way, we're a nonprofit. Well, that's true, but we still want your money. <laughs> um, that's how nonprofits work. But in in this case, we are delivering upon that with a cool film festival 
the 25th annual Sidewalk Film Festival. It's not like you're just giving us money and we say thank you and we give you nothing in return. You give us money for tickets and passes. How do you to think see we films. make this popcorn this cheap? Which I keep saying we got to go up on our prices. No, don't do that. We got to go up on our prices. I, I can't afford popcorn it. is so cheap. Anyway, we keep it real. We do keep it real. So you should come see a movie with us at the festival, at the cinema. You can see everything you need to plan your life uh, at SidewalkFest.com. And why don't you follow us on social media at Sidewalk Film while you're at it. And thanks for listening. Thanks to you. Thanks to Boutwell. And yeah, we'll see you at the festival or at cinema. Bye. Both. Bye, Corey Heads. No. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.